Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hi, this is Bill Ratner. I'm the voice of Flint on G.I. Joe, and this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, which is actually an appropriation of the original saying, Knowing is Half the Battle, which was used in a number of public service announcements that have now been burlesqued on YouTube by a number of individuals, and I don't think there's a copyright issue at all. Have a good day. Welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast, 2019 edition, knowing is half the podcast. We are doing G.I. Joe Series 2 in a way that will entertain, enlighten, and even inspire you. No, none of those things. No. I keep forgetting it's 2019. Like, I know that's a bit that people do. Like, yeah. oh, I, I forget to write. I keep writing 2018 on all my stuff. But I legitimately have have forgotten that it is 2019. I can't believe it's already March of 2019. I also can't remember how old I am. That's that's for the best. <laughs> I intentionally that choose happens. to forget that fact every day of my life. People say, how old are you? And I'm like, I don't know. How old do you think I am? Mm-hmm. You're probably right. Because they always guess younger. People guess I'm younger than I am. And I, I do no, not I want don't. to disparage them. I do. I get, are you 25? I get it no, all the time. By, by like a toddlers who just learned to talk. <laughs> Look, my one and a half year old thinks I'm seven and I am not going to break her heart. I assume. <laughs> my name is Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Blito. And uh, we are, we are going to be talking about an episode called Granny Dearest, a metalhead episode of G.I. Joe Series 2. We really, I think, get to know who metalhead is what his deal is, what he's all about, his family gets involved. I can't possibly express how much I hate this episode. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. I really thought the, the, the strong female lead character of this episode. Okay, I'm rethinking it. I, you're right. I'm rethinking it a little bit. I, I kind of thought that she was funny. Uh, she's great, but, but uh, like everything else that's going on, I don't know. Maybe I don't hate it that much. Maybe I like it. Maybe I, I love it. I don't maybe know. we'll find out through I this forgot, episode. I forget of the how show. old I am. And then I'm trying, I just got, I just got rear-ended. Maybe I have brain damage. <laughs> that's right. For those of you uh, uh, who are not on Patreon, Gina Ippolito on the way to the studio today got rear-ended by an old lady. And I'm still here for you motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. She's wow. bleeding very profusely. <laughs> I feel she may pass out like uh, the FMK that uh, listeners to of us. May have shifted now that they find out that uh, Gina possibly has a concussion-related brain damage. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like, I, she may not be a long-term prospect anymore. Well, that, or maybe it makes me more attractive because I was too smart before and ooh, it was yeah. intimidating. So, Chan, yeah. what is it like to be the only <laughs> non-concussed member of this show? Uh, the audience still wants to kill me every time, and I don't understand. <laughs> I try. I I try to elevate into... We have done this many different ways at many different points in the show's career. (laughs) And almost exclusively, the fuck, Mary kill for the three of us is fuck Gina, Mary Ray, kill Chan. What's up, guys? I feel like some people have opted to kill you as well, Ray. Very few. They think I'm a much better father figure. You're you're projecting onto our fans, I think. I mean, that's what I always pick. <laughs> Go ahead and hit us up at GI Joe Pod right now. Let's let's take the temperature of the room. Uh, what 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 are your FMKs? Yeah, of, uh, yeah. Hit us up on Twitter. We're at GI Joe Podcast. Uh, you can give us your fuck Mary kill for the three of us. Let's mm-hmm. try again. Maybe Chan gets off the hook this time. And and we want reasons. We don't want you to just say your choices. We always give reasons no, in FMK. You, you, you have to ever. If you don't have a reason, why are you even playing the game? You got to justify these choices. These are very 
extreme choices in all yeah. three directions. So you also, gotta be able to put forget, it Also, don't forget, you could also hate fuck one of these boys. I mean, and, <laughs> <laughs> and if you are into that, where were you 20 years ago? Because <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> Just for the record. Um, guys, the new theme song, I, I have, I've written right here, I'm starting to get into this theme song, Oh No. No, I hate it every nope. time. Got Still to get, stand tall when you come down to the wire. Literally, my first note right here. What does it say? It says, I still hate this theme song. <laughs> and that's fair. That's fair. It's the first note of every episode of this series. <laughs> it's, Gina, hope you're ready for 80 more of these. <laughs> because this show goes on until the end of time. It might not be 80. It's a very, very large number. Um, well, we open up right here, and we are in a city, and uh, the Pathfinder, Pathfinder, his name is Pathfinder, he is the Pathfinder. We've and, met him before. And We have, yes. He was, the, he was, he was the, the doofus in the jungle? Him and Ambush made a great team, although they didn't. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, they're in the city this time, and Pathfinder's lost because he's not used to urban environments. He's yeah. used to jungles. I feel you, man. I don't know where I'm going half the time. Yeah. Uh, I, if you and they're in the city of Chicago, guys. If you're from Chicago, I really do feel that this episode did a great job portraying your city in an accurate and positive light. I mean, they mention at least three Chicago-related things. Minimum, yeah. <laughs> minimum. They they reference three at a time. They clearly, over and over again. They clearly did a, a quick Wikipedia search. There was no, one. I feel like there was definitely a Chicago native that was like, <laughs> "I'm going to cram every goddamn reference yeah. I can." In here. I, I see it's similar but different. I think there was one intern who was from Chicago. So the, they just kept being like, and what's another thing in Chicago? Uh, I don't know, the Cubs. Okay, we're putting the Cubs in the episode. But they never mention deep dish pizza. They do not. Which is a, a, a strange oversight. What, no, it, I'm sure that there was a fight. And they're like, oh, let's yeah. put it in deep dish pizza. Like, you get the fuck out of here. That's not pizza. And I bet you there's I mean, like, a lot of New not. Yorkers. A lot yeah. of New Yorkers, I'm yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the room. And yeah. they did not want to hear it's, it. I would, I would fight that fight. I like Chicago pizza. It's gross. It's a castle. I did not think you were going to go in that direction, <laughs> and you caught me off guard. I mean, listen. I'll we found eat the it. one food Gina doesn't I'll, no, like. No, no, I'll, I'll eat it, and I like it, but if you <laughs> tell me, like, oh, we're about to get pizza, and you bring me that, like, you better specify. Really? I'm getting Chicago-style pizza, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm in the mindset for that. Gina, who will eat buffalo chicken-flavored Oreos. I'm not saying I wouldn't eat it. If it was on Chan's table right now, I would eat more than the two of you. We have established that, that any time there are snacks, I eat so much more than both of you. That is a fact. <laughs> this is not debatable. Gina is roughly one-half the size of each of us <laughs> and will eat five times as much. Yeah, yeah. I, I will house it. I'm just saying, give me a warning that you're about to bring me deep dish pizza as opposed to real pizza. The thing about Chicago deep dish pizza is if you eat one, I eat one slice and I'm done. I could eat an entire yeah. pizza oftentimes just sitting down and hanging out and eating a pizza. Yeah. But one slice of that stuff and I'm, it's so filling. That's and I'm what so I'm saying. Bloated. I would rather eat as much pizza as possible as opposed to like one, one slice of that monstrosity. It's, I like Chicago. It's good stuff. I mean, I'm still going to eat it. <laughs> I'd even I'd even layer some cookies on top of there or some potato chips or something, but I'm just saying. Some olive loaf maybe. Oh, oh, Gina. <laughs> Gina. No, that's too far. Too far. You're alienating the I said, audience. I said Oreos first. That's not too far. <laughs> no. Oreos is fine. The olive loaf is where you lost it. Olive loaf is delicious. Oh my god, gross. It's so uh, good. Chan, you have to break the tie. Chicago pizza. <laughs> I mean, neither one of us prefers it to I don't know pizza, what that means. Right? That's just Chan ga- exasperatingly <laughs> gasping, which literally could mean anything. But there's no tie here. You're not saying you prefer it. You're just saying you'll eat it. But is if it's on if it's on the menu, do you order it? As opposed to normal pizza? Yes. No. Okay. That's my question. If it was sitting on a table, I would eat it and I'd be like, mmm, yum, Chicago pizza. Gina, you would eat those headphones if we gave you enough time. I would. <laughs> I would. I was looking at Egon's food earlier and thinking those noodles look delicious. Oh, <laughs> Baby food noodles, everyone. I'll eat anything. Those That's are legit. The, God damn it. I made an Alfredo from scratch. You mean, call it baby food. You know, or as Gina calls it, baby food noodles. <laughs> How dare you. Guys, we're in Chicago. Free Fall is there. He's a new Joe. We really haven't. I, maybe we've seen him before. I don't think so, What's though. his name? Free Fall? Free Fall. He's like a parachuter, I guess, because that's the only thing that makes sense for a guy named Freefall to be doing. But also his like personal life is always a mess. Oh, yeah. He's always like he's always just gotten dumped. 
Yeah, guys, Some, I really need my boys next to me now. I'm free falling, y'all. Y'all, there's a 100% chance there was a huge Tom Petty fan on okay. the writing staff. I think it was, the, it was it the same correct. as the uh, Chicago guy or his different, different guy? It's the one intern is like, oh, I'll tell you about Chicago, but you got to name a character after my favorite Tom Petty song. Hi, guys. I really like Tom Petty. Let's order some Chicago-style pizza. That was a little too real. <laughs> Also, yes, I'm into it. Let's order some. Oh, wait. <laughs> I don't even think they have it out here, to be honest. They do. Do they? Yes. Joe Montaigne has a place called Taste of Chicago in Burbank. Oh. And it's like $30 pizzas. Like, they're very expensive. I'll try it. Well, yeah, because delicious. it's not a fucking pizza. It's it, it's, it's just pie. layers of cheese and tomato sauce. It's delicious. You know, like it, it's a... It's I mean, a goulash it is what it is. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's a baked goulash. So we're talking... Hold on. A- no, yes, Chan. Godwallet. Codswallop. Codswallop. Yeah, he's Australian. That's what he said? The Codswallop, yes. It's a... Uh, it's a what does that mean, Sharon? Rarely used term. It means what it sounds like it means. Nothing? Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's... Uh, uh, I don't think it's Australian. It feels more British, British but... Well, who even knows with this writing team? Um, he could be from anywhere. That's true. Um, well, Tom Petty! Deep dish pizza and God's wallop. I'm going to send these photos to your wife. <laughs> Guys, I think we have an episode of G.I. Joe to make. Um, we, the, 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 the tchotchke for this episode is the Turbo Flight Levitation Turbine. Uh, the yeah. Turbo Flight Levitation Turbine. Sure. Chan, what can you tell me as a science head about Turbo Flight Levitation combo, a Turbine? Okay. Uh, the listeners are not going to be able to see this. Oh, but that's Chan flipping me off with both hands. That's that's what the turbo fucking flying whatever doohickey is. Are you mad at me or are you just mad at the concept of the turbo flight levitation turbine? I mean, here's the thing. We've Why already, like, there have been flying fortresses aplenty in the first series. Yeah. Literally, the, need the opening technology. credits of G.I. Joe has a Cobra flying fortress getting crashed to the ground. Why are they like, oh, we finally figured it out. Now we're going to uh, rule the world. I mean... They barely managed to take Chicago, and they didn't even do a real good job of that. They didn't secure shit. I'm also unclear the on their general office. plan in this episode. Um, yeah. It leaves a lot to be desired. I think for the <laughs> previous couple episodes, I will say, I have given high marks to Cobra's plan as being a little outside the box. It, it lures you one way and then hits you with the other side. Really? You thought the, the plan where a guy was uh, thought he was a pharaoh? Yes, because the plan was to threaten to flood the pyramid city in Egypt so everyone evacuates, and then when no one's in the city, you go in and loot it. That's a good plan. I feel like you're going to get 100 plan. bucks from that plan. Well, a hundred dollars well earned, I would say. <laughs> I mean, they're clearly just robbing people's houses as opposed to like bank vaults, which they can't get into anyway. Why not just take the entire bank? You have a turbo flight levitation turbine. Oh wait, that was the next episode. <laughs> well, we meet up with Metalhead and Nagahide, who say Cod Swallop, and they GI Joe sees him. GI Joe sees him. They're, they're like, oh no, GI Joe sees us. And then there's this awkward extended moment where they're just looking at each other, and I'm like, if you see the Cobra guy with the giant missiles all over his body. Do anything. Do anything at all. Shoot, run, shout things. <laughs> Don't just sit there and be like, "Yep, there he is." No, it's like it's like uh, it's like with a T Rex. Okay. Like you think if you if you don't if you don't blink or move or like when I when I see a possum on my back wall, is that how Metalhead works? Uh, yeah, I, he's he's like a he's like a possum. Okay. Like you stare at him and you're like, oh man, I'm gonna keep staring at this possum. And the possum sees you, so it's like not moving because it's pretending to be dead. Yeah, yeah. But then you you want it to be your friend, so you stare at it for a while and then you like. Start being like, hey. And then it launches missiles at you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Range, 500 meters. <laughs> Bang. By the way, this dude at some point talks with a normal voice, a normal non-Bobcat Goldthwait voice. Correct. Mm-hmm. And it was confusing. Yeah, a lot of this episode was confusing. Like, it was, it almost sounded like a different voice actor. I'm can, not going to lie. Can I also say, when he starts shooting off missiles and he blows up the Sergeant Slaughter Angeline-style uh, billboard, yeah, yeah. how was, exciting I was kinda that? I kind of liked that part, to be honest. That made me very happy. Uh, Angeline is a is a Hollywood celebrity from Los Angeles who, uh, 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 I mean, I don't know the, the whole story. She got billboards of herself made in the 70s yeah, and 80s. Yeah, she was sort of, like, uh, uh, famous for not doing anything. Like, she was, like, a, a, a self-made parasite 
Paris Hilton type, but like, you know. Pre-reality TV. Yeah, she never actually did anything. Like, she wasn't like a model. She wasn't Literally. an actress. But she got she billboards just all over the town. She came to LA and, and bought a pink car and, and put billboards. Well, and now she's 75 and she still has billboards, but she wears big sunglasses and puts a fan in front of her face so you can't tell how old she is. Right. Also, if she hears this, she'll be very mad because she doesn't like people talking about her age. She's she still is uh, eternal. Yeah, she makes a living basically like a webcam <laughs> girl. Um, you'll you'll get a call if you like tag her in something. Um, yeah, she has. She frequently will put uh, boxes around the city for contests. Uh, but I recently found out that everyone wins because because this is how she makes money. So yeah. so she puts con- like boxes up saying like, oh, enter the contest and you could win a day with. With uh, Angeline, and I've known people who have done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There was a, there was this one guy who like wrote about it, and then she basically has you like like drives you around. You go makes grocery you shopping buy her with groceries, her. Yeah, yeah. And then opens her trunk and is like, "What merch do you want to buy?" And if you don't buy, like, she gets very mad if you don't buy her groceries and you don't buy her merch. Yeah, so she's, she's a cuckoo pants. A uh, cuckoo I mean, pants no, or mean, genius. Yeah, that, like I said, it's it's very much like uh, uh, a lot of the webcam girls. It's just sort of, it is a business, and there are people who uh, want to be. They, yeah. they get that out of it. But it's was... like you go to you go to Universal Studios, and like you buy, you spend forty bucks on a minion stuffed animal that you could have paid fifteen dollars for to Target, but it's because you're there and it's the experience. And you yeah, know. yeah, I just heard like a really crazy interview with her on NPR. There was a girl, there was a woman who like is now in her thirties and and basically like a journalist. And when she was nine, she was a huge Angeline fan. And what like, nine year old's a fan of Angeline? She just like she was fascinated Crazy. by the billboards and okay. things like that. And so she sort of tricked her into giving her an interview because she just wanted to talk to her. And now in her thirties, she was like, "Oh, I was the little girl that you talked to," and sort of like fessed up and was like, "Oh, there was no, there was no actual like it wasn't for my school newspaper. It was just like I just found you fascinating." And Angeline was pissed and was like, really? so "You were a liar." And she was like, well, I was nine. And she was like, I, when I was nine, I knew not to lie. And oh it was my like God. very weird. That it's, is a little it's weird. It's all very weird. I think you she had what? a hard, hard life growing up. Get your morality from Angeline, folks. Yeah, you yeah. Know, she's better than us all. Instead of, instead of lying when you're nine, trick people into buying you groceries but bringing, as, a, as, a, as an adult. Bringing it back in the G.I. Joe universe, Sergeant Slaughter has those billboards. So does Sergeant Slaughter become Angeline in the yeah, G.I. Yeah, Joe yeah. universe? Yeah, he drives around in a pink oh, car, yeah. puts a fan in front of his face. Ray. Yes. Where do you find Sergeant Slaughter today? Uh, you find him on Twitter. You find him at cons and at, at oh, comic book and charging twenty bucks uh, signatures. Oh, he did turn into her. I just picture him. I just pictured Sergeant Slaughter in this universe driving around with the triple T tank. Yeah, just driving the one hundred and one freeway. Oh, and he does yeah. wear big sunglasses. So big you sunglasses. Can't tell how old the hat. He is. The hats. Yes, you can't see the loss of hair. Yeah, I, I don't know anybody else who would do that. <laughs> it's outrageous. Uh, <clears throat> So what anyway, is, is, I just... What does that hat say? Is that a Detroit Lions hat? Of course, the Detroit Lions hat, sir. Okay, just check. Uh-huh, 90%. Uh-huh, what? Uh-huh. It's hard to see for me. Talking about me wearing it? Oh, I mean, I do it for the style, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a full so head thing about... There's one thing people say about you. It's that you're a fashion icon. <laughs> fashionista, they would say. <laughs> you know how you make those self-deprecating jokes where you uh, insinuate that you are doing uh, the thing? Yes. Uh, but then you don't actually tell people that you are, in fact, wearing a hat because they're they not actually tell. in this room? <laughs> They can they can hear it. That sounds like a Detroit Lions hat. I believe my voice conveys a lot of emotions. We got to get a TV stream so everyone can see. Gina, you would hate that. I would. I would have to. (laughs) I would have to not wear pajamas uh, uh, when I came here, but. Like today, I'm wearing actual pants. Gina, had I said, okay, by the way, we're streaming today, you would not have been happy with. Well, me. I was already out and about, and I had a meeting, so okay. I would have been like, all right, good. I all did. Right, I enough. didn't waste a shower. Waste a shower <laughs> on you people. Oh my <laughs> god! Uh, here's no, you're not wrong. Um, okay, we got missiles on the streets of Chicago. Uh, Metalhead is now shooting missiles off. Uh, I assume thousands are dying. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, missiles yeah. are going off in Chicago. This is a legit terrorist attack at right now. Except By the, the G.I. Joe is also shooting missiles back also yeah, in yeah. the middle they of town. They don't care about loss of life in this. But I do like, I do appreciate that after the, after the uh, Sergeant Slaughter billboard falls, one of the guys is like, what's he doing here? <laughs> I, don't yeah. you, I don't know if you he caught that. He falls on top yeah. of him and yeah. they're like, Ugh. He's everywhere. He's in our aerobics videos. He's on billboards. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, f- I feel like... Uh, they couldn't get Slaughter 
because he was too expensive. Yes, and they didn't want to pay. Shot at them, but he's and in the like, show. He does appear in the show from time to time. But, but that's the thing yeah. is like because they're not they're not paying him like they don't want to pay him for a bunch of episodes. So like last episode they had him non speaking. Yes. Yeah. And I'm and I'm assuming they still maybe had to pay him for for his like image Appearance or like. Fee. Yeah. Or like a, a character fee or something like that, but it's probably much lower than if he came into the studio and recorded. I mean, fair enough. I mean, you're paying him a day rate. You don't know, get as few days as possible. Yeah. Um, cool enough. So we uh, this is where we meet Metalhead's grandmother, who just happens to be in the middle of the streets in Chicago, which, given her background, seems an odd place for her to be. Also, like, because I didn't get it at first. I was like, oh, is she evil? Like, does she? Yeah. Like, at first, I, I thought, like, oh, maybe she's sort of like the one that got him into Cobra. Right. And, okay. And he's like a Cobra legacy or something. That's the biggest disappointment of this episode for me, is I was hoping that she would, the reveal would be like, Oh, it's okay. I've always been a bad guy anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was, I, I, because it's a kid's show, I see why they didn't, but it would have been a lot of fun. So we meet Metalhead's grandmother, of course, who is a very impressive woman. Now, first off, she is not a member of Cobra. She's a good guy. She is one of the first women uh, uh, leaders of the European Defense Force in World War II. Yeah, I mean, she seems pretty cool. She's got good ideas. She can cook food. I'm down with Granny. Yeah, she yeah. fought Hitler. They basically come out of their way to say she fought Hitler yeah. for the French resistance. For the French resistance? Yes, the French resistance. Oh, she she just says too. the resistance. Uh, my, yeah. I thought it was in there that it was French somewhere. And maybe okay. I'll have to rewatch uh, the episode again. Uh, uh, or you her, guys can watch it again for me to tell me if I'm right. Her accent was throwing me for a while. And the then, accent is uh, left And then I was like, okay, you know what? She, uh, she was uh, from Russia. and uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think I will say, I think that what... I think that if this episode had been done in the original series, I would have liked it. I would have liked her because I liked the character. It just, she's a badass. Yeah, it's just everything was too slapstick. There were all yes. the all the doink noises, all the like. I was just like, all right, this this, is this too was slapstick. a one star Abbott and Costello routine. Yeah, and again, like I think that this would have been a funny a funny farce of we got to keep it. You know, we gotta we gotta not tell grandma that we're evil. Yeah, and it's a funny bit. Like that's a bit you can get away with, even for a twenty-two minute episode. Yeah, if it's yeah. done correctly. It's just, it was it was done so poorly. Yeah, and the one thing that the one thing that really pulled me out of it right away was if I'm to believe that she's the, one of the first women leaders of the European Defense Force, you know, and and fought Hitler. And she's been living in this world for a long time. She doesn't, she know, doesn't who know who Cobra, Cobra is. is. That's what I was wondering because, uh, like, we've already established that there have definitely been times when Cobra Commander himself takes to the airwaves and is like, hey, I'm Cobra Commander. I'm super evil. Bow down before me. Cobra. Gina. Ray. Yes. You know. Amnesia Machine. There are so many people that only watch a certain kind of television. And he took over every network in that episode. I think anything that doesn't fit into that paradigm, they reject. Even if Fox News got taken over by Cobra, <laughs> and they're like, "We are going to rape your grandmother." We Cobra, the organization, the terrorist organization, Cobra, is unadulterated evil. Look, old people if like the news. Next day, Sean Hannity was like. You know what? The liberals are saying that Cobra's evil. I don't think Granny watches you. those things. I think Granny watches PBS. Granny's and, an and NPR only, fan. Only I feel. PBS. But these are these are these are organizations. You, you people, I just feel like in this world, people know who, regular people know who Cobra is. But also, all I'm saying doesn't she is sort that, of say this at the end? Isn't she sort of like, "Bitch, I knew all along." Or am I imagining that? Uh, you're imagining. That. I thought like at the end, like she was like. Isn't she sort of like a uh, leader of Cobra my ass? I don't think so. I mean, maybe those words were spoken. I doubt it. I thought she sort of knew because like, doesn't she end up like turning him in or something? Well, we will get there. We'll get there to the I end. She... she figures out. She says, uh, uh, I don't think the G.I. Joes are criminals at all. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like okay. she, yeah, she reaches that thing, but, but also the, she doesn't know who GI Joe is. Also, GI Joe is a covert operation. They mentioned that at the beginning of every episode. And also, so also, no uh, to be fair, are. if someone was like, "Hey, there's a military organization that like destroys a lot of rainforests that they go into," 
and then just opens fire in crowded cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would fair, be like, yeah. oh, fuck that organization. They're but this is my evil. thing. You are in a crowded Chicago city. G.I. Joe is firing missiles at them. Yeah. But he also came to a crowded Chicago city wearing missiles. I mean, here's the thing. If I was his grandma, I would be like, you're, you're both evil. I would assume G.I. Joe is evil at this point. Yes. Gina, it's fair. As a grandmother, it's your job to only think the best of Hell your child. Hell no. I would absolutely she turn in my kid. Like... I would turn in my grandkid. If my kid did something wrong, wow. I would call the cops. Wow. So you're going to turn I in the member of the resistance. The, yeah. The, I, I the would... woman who's fighting against Hitler, you would just turn her in. No, I'm saying if you know, I were fighting, her, fighting, I would turn my kid in. Guys, fighting Hitler was illegal. So Gina would obviously turn, turn yeah, her grandmother yeah. in. Oh, that is real disappointing. I'm saying Gina. if I were if I were her, I would turn my grandkid in and be like, "Hey, he's been he's he's clearly some sort of terrorist. He's wearing missiles and like he clearly has emotional problems because every time he fires them off, he goes bang bang." Uh, to be fair, I this think is he's the nineties. Kill a lot of people. I think a lot of people were wearing missiles in the nineties. <laughs> I remember it's wearing missiles in the nineties. Yeah, it's a fact. <laughs> and also, she has a bit with talcum powder creating a bigger explosion. And so she literally I, sets off a giant explosion in no, Chicago. Yeah, she uses the talking powder to dry off. Yeah, oh, I she love calls this. a gadget. I love this. Okay, excuse I me. I wanted her to have a purse full of things that seem like useless old person things, but that they always yeah, that would like. Cool. She's like the old MacGyver. Like she's like, let's see, I've got some hard candy here. But at the end of eye one, drops. At the end of one, we're done with the bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. The first thing she does is she throws her suitcase. Uh, at there the helicopter. Okay. Yeah, and, like, you're right. You're right. Uh, I did enjoy that. I enjoyed that. So yeah. Uh, if Excuse she me, had I... ended up killing that whole like if like what I wanted to see was she threw it and was like, oh, I'm such a kooky old lady, and then like he couldn't see, so he crashed into an office building. It exploded, killing everyone inside and in a two block radius. And then she was like, whoopsie. <laughs> well, now I will have a place to go to for Chicago deep dish pizza, Gina. I wanted that line in the show. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, okay, so we there's a, a, a we learn about this. There's a super magnetic field, and uh, three three guards, three total guards for a super magnetic field. Uh, they should. I wonder if they have their credit cards in their pockets. What would happen to those? I would imagine they'd get wiped. That sucks. So we get to Metalhead lying to his grandmother, lies to his entire family, apparently, about what he does. Now, if I'm to take this at face value, they all know he is in Cobra, or do they not? Do they just think he's he's a mercenary? Do they just think yeah, he's a They a, think a he's like the soldier? head of Blackwater, just like sort of okay. a mercenary organization that... Uh, uh, fights for good, I guess. But isn't he sort of... You know, like, like Blackwater. Cause aren't the... Dre- like Because he's part of the Dreadnoughts, right? Uh, no, Metalhead is just a Cobra dude. Oh, okay. He's a new Cobra dude. He, you would be an equivalent of like a Dr. Mindbender. But, Maybe but not Naga as Naga Hyde up. is... Yeah. Nog- I thought Naga Hyde was a Dreadnought. Uh, okay. I do not have confirmation on that, though. He might just also be a dude, okay. but I swear to God, I thought he was a Dreadnought. Yeah, me yeah, too. I, I feel like the Dreadnoughts were in the uh, miniseries, and then they just disappeared. Yeah, because I thought these two guys were dreadnoughts, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I guess he could theoretically say they hi- they hire me out. He he is a mercenary." Naga Hyde and Zorana are the only ones that I know of that are that show up um, in this one. Uh, yeah, in the series, mm. and Zorana's uh, in that pit slowly decomposing. Well, yep. yeah, we we don't we have not seen Zorana. I know. I'm pretty sure that someone in Cobra goes by there like once a day and just says it rubs the lotion on its skin, or else it gets the hose again. And that's um, why I hope we for haven't her seen sake her. That is not something. That <laughs> um, I do not have a good answer for you guys just yet. I will work on it. I this is not the best way I've ever. Are you googling is Zorana in a pit when uh, a yeah, yeah. comes by once a day? Uh, what I Google in my spare time, Chan. Yeah, yeah. No, raise raise uh, googling. How do you keep a woman down in a pit? <laughs> I would just if for personal information, I would just look at it. <laughs> According to this, Nogahide is the Cobra Poacher. So I, I guess don't he is not like a the sound of that at all. That doesn't make any sense. Cobra Poacher. But he's listed on a page with like eight. It, the listing is with him and a ton of other dreadnoughts. So okay. that didn't really answer my question. I don't know. Guys, the answer is Ray just doesn't have a clue. Ray will figure this out and be ready for mm-hmm, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about But Nagahide. The big thing we learned about him from this is that don't you keep secrets from your family like your love of ballet. 
Oh, yeah. There was another thing in there, though, too, right? There was like, uh, you do this and also ballet. I mean, ballet was really the touching point for me. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think Naga Hyde would be a huge ballet fan. No. I know all about your secret trips to the alligator races and to the ballet. I mean, yeah. alligator races, that fits in. I don't like the alligator races. Well, they're not fighting. They're just racing. I know, That's but okay. I feel like they keep them in tiny areas. What, do you think they're veal? No, I just, I just feel like they're, I just feel like they're not well cared for. They race. They're pristine athletes. Yeah, they have to be taken care of. I mean, that's, that's not true because people don't take care of their animals that do professional stuff all the time. Guys, I've been to SeaWorld. No. And I can tell you right now, healthy looking orcas. No. <laughs> Only a few. I still haven't seen Blackfish. I, really I refuse to watch it. I but think I it would upset me. Anyway. It would upset me too much. It would upset me too. Well, much. speaking of upsetting me, Granny I've made seen the cove crying out loud. All right, I, I, I haven't seen it. that either. I don't want to watch that either. I mean, that one is that don't don't. I don't. I don't, don't even want to think about horrifying. it. The footage just no just constant footage of, of no dolphins and porpoises. No, la 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 I love it. I I, I want to know if it's good. I feel like grandma soup is always good. But see, the thing I liked about what uh, first off, yes, she added soup castor oil to K rations. That is not a good soup. I know. Soup. I know. It you did know. sound gross, but soup. I hope it's delicious. Um, Granny would know. Yeah, I feel like she, I feel like she would probably. When she know. was fighting Hitler, she did not eat crap. Here's the thing about Russians in winter: <laughs> they will fucking eat anything because there's nothing to eat. So what she may consider a delicacy okay. uh, might be the most horrible. Might, yeah. might, might be Gina eating the headphones on the table. <laughs> or, or it might be uh, uh, baby noodles. Baby noodles <laughs> sound delicious. How dare you? That was, I made Alfredo from scratch with my own two hands. You know, baby noodles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Take it to headquarters. G.I. Joe has the formula. Intercept it! Jedi Vipers launch flight pods! Cobra's flight pods are on the attack. Look out, Joe! Cobra's back in back! Cobra's got the formula! Cobra! The Mirage will stop him! Introducing Footloose, Flint, and Bazooka. Get aboard, Bazooka! G.I. Joe! G.I. Joe Mirage, Cobra Flight Pod, and Joe and Cobra figures sold separately from Hasbro. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Uh, okay, so uh, what I liked about this is Granny... That was Angel Hair Pasta, goddammit. Janet's <laughs> <laughs> visibly upset right now. I'm going to change the subject. Because what I like the bit that Granny's like... She walks... First off, Granny apparently just has full reign of the base. How long... How far does Cobra let this bit go on? Like I, it she, sounds like no higher ups know about this, but she's in the room with them, like ordering them around. She meets Cobra Commander at one point. Uh, she does, but he ignores her the first time. Yeah, I mean, he's, like, correctly. <laughs> I mean, he's probably just like, you know what? It's what is she gonna do? This s- entire series, like uh, in series one, Cobra Commander was like, I'm surrounded by incompetence, and clearly, you know. You know it's because his plan failed and he was taking out his blame on everybody else in this series. It legit feels like he is the one competent person in the room yes. yeah, and he's surrounded yes. by idiots. Very much so, so when he says that, it's like, yeah, it literally mm-hmm. is the case. But the thing is, in the first series, uh, his the people in the room around him were competent, but they had very specific flaws in them. That, that uh, he unfortunately would put them in positions where their flaws would be most exacerbated. But I think he was the least competent person in the room because I think he was surrounded by the Baroness. He was surrounded by Tomax and Zartan. Like, like they were people who were like, oh, like I mean, his only skill was sort of being a crazy person leader. Whereas now it is, it seems like no one is good at anything. You know, I, I would I would say it, it's a little bit like when I was in college and I played roller hockey and I was terrible. This is a fake but story. This is a real story. I played roller <laughs> hockey in, in, in college. In my first couple of years I played, there were a bunch of like Russian exchange students on my team and our team was awesome. 
we won all kinds of games and I could barely skate. I just kept running into people, uh-huh. but it was funny. People liked me, so they let me get away with just like running them story. over. That's going to be the story, the title of Ray's autobiography. <laughs> people liked me, so they let me get away with things. Yeah, but like I kept running into people. <laughs> I was the worst player on a good team, sort of like Cobra in season one in series first series in that yeah. I was the worst player in the room, but we still accomplished things. We still did well because I had other people to help me out who were also much more competent than I was. Series two is Ray's later two years of playing roller hockey where I was a little bit better. I wasn't good, but I was competent. But like I played on teams with not very much talent around me, mm-hmm. and I was expected to carry the load, and I was very incapable of doing so. And so we lost all the games. I want, I want if there if if we make it through this whole series, and there isn't some sort of weird sci-fi supernatural thing, like a monster at the bottom of a well at someone's okay. old home, or like ghosts. <laughs> That's a very specific poll. As was that. <laughs> Are you referencing two actual episodes of series one? I am I because oh. I like the I like the sci-fi things. It's or, good. Or uh, uh, even I'll even take like potato chip gum people. Synthoids. Okay. Uh, but so far in, in this series, there has been nothing even kind of out of the realm of a children's show. No, like out of the realm like of real possibility. Sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. Like there's not, there's not, they're not making robot people. They're not doing there. It's just, it's just like, here's, we're going to try and steal so stuff. You're talking about out of the realm of possibility. Like someone's elderly grandmother who fought Hitler wandering a base. No, that, with is, no guidance. that is not. If she, if it turned out she'd been dead for seven years, then okay. I would say, okay. you know, but isn't there like a, is there like some episode where some supermodel puts her face on another person that is or something? correct glamour girls written by flint dilly come on that's yep. that's way better than what this when than this boring old crap uh yeah there better be some supernatural element sooner rather than later or i'm gonna write them an angry letter you're gonna write 1990s gi joe series 2 an angry letter yes okay I'm, that's almost 30 years i mean late, but... i've seen uh the the mailbox is that the name of that movie sure What's the name of that movie with uh, the Keanu letters? Reeves and oh. uh, Sandra Bullock? No speed. No speed no, two. No, it's like it's like there's a there's a a, a, a magic um, city on the edge of forever. There's a magic mailbox. The notebook. And if you put mail in it, is that the notebook? In one year, one of them Gossip gets it Girl. in another year. Gossip Girl. Dallas. <laughs> if you put a mail into the and, box, and then like, and oh, then guys, one of them, one of the, because they both live in the same house, but like six years apart or something. Guys, duh. Uh, Star Wars episode that's eight, the it. last Jedi. That is it. Uh, how how are we how are we dancing around it without just saying? Yeah, it? that's mean, that. That was it. Well, moving forward here. So, Granny, I, the thing I like about this is Granny looks at the plan of Cobra and says, your plan is garbage. And Cobra Commander's like, how dare you? And she's like, here's how you're going to make it better and it's going to work. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. I, I am a second I like competent her. person in this room. I'm listening. I I want her, and they hint at this at the end, I want her to join G.I. Joe in the end. I want her to join Cobra at the end. I want, I want, her, to, I want her to like sign on. to like I want her to be... In the background of the next episode, just like training, training Joes. Here's the thing, though. If she was to join Cobra, and I know, like, obviously she would not. Mm-hmm. But how, what, how, how much more interesting would this series be if every so often you got an episode where a super competent elderly grandmother is the evil force, like doing a mission, yeah. and GI Joe struggles against it, and she's just like dominating fools? She's how the fun Cobra would that be? Equivalent Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, she's the trainer that cranks out the best, uh-huh, uh-huh. and eventually they would have to go head to head. I love it, and she would have to kick his ass. She oh, would have to yeah, destroy yeah. him. I'm yeah, on yeah, board. Yeah. I'm on board. Yeah, here's the deal. I think that would be super interesting. Never going to happen, unfortunately. Um, so we have a train sequence. We're going to rob a train because that's where the super magnetic field is uh-huh. for the turbo flight levitation turbine. Do you get to a feeling in this episode they were just like putting words together and not really caring what they meant? I thought that two seconds in when they were talking about whatever that. That Chicago. Thing. They're talking about Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this isn't a word. <laughs> That's not a thing. They're just, they just smush letters together to make whatever that sounds like. So, Metal, we got a train jump happening here, and then a bunch of Joes are on the outside of the train getting ready to fight them, and Granny just water hoses them off. That was a little yeah, uncomfortable. Yeah, it looked like milk, because it was, it was right it next was. to cows. Yeah, it was. I just have written here, moo. Yeah, it was right next to all those cows, and I was like, "That doesn't look like water. That looks and like then milk." The th- yeah, the thing that comes down from the top 
it's a grain silo. Yes. That she dumps out a bunch oh, of grain on. And so she, she can uh, control where the cows go. And she creates. Grossman can't remember to eat in a delicious whole grain breakfast. I mean. That was a little weird. That's, no, that's the thing. She dumped a bunch of grain on yeah, there. I get it. Whole grain breakfast, like, yo. That's still a little that's weird. That's some good no, trash talk. That is She's great. like an old Buffy. Uh, yes. Yeah, I didn't feel the same she's way. Like, 100%. She's quipping. She's quipping. But she also creates a stampede and Gridiron gets knocked off the train. I mean, they should put her in charge of Cobra after this mission. Uh, this is this, Gina. That's the point I literally just made. No, I'm just saying she's uh, great. I'm just saying the writing is bad. Yeah, I mean to be <laughs> fair, a lot of stuff had to come together for this plan to actually work. I, no, no. Thankfully, I the mean, cows did the things she wanted the cows to do. I'm just saying, if this was like a 2000, uh, uh, a 2012 show okay. on Cartoon Network, okay, I'm on board. Three episodes from now, you would see Granny walking in the background and doing something awesome. Yes. Yeah. And that would be it. No one would no one would mention it. It would just be like, oh, if you pause it, there's Granny. There's they Granny. They need to serialize these better is what I'm saying. A little bit. Uh, the train goes towards a lake and we just vroom and free falls now in a disguise. That's all I got here. So let's go back to a Cobra Temple where uh, 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 the heist has been successful. They've got it. They've got the, uh, the the turbo flight levitation turbine. And Granny takes a shot at Destro? Well, no. Destro's like, hey, whoever planned that shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, good job. Come here for accommodation. And Granny's yeah. like, motherfuckers, here I am. Yeah, she's crushing it. That's yeah, me. which, by the way, a- she deserves. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm she deserves all she the goes gold in there and it was like, And is like, that was my idea. None of you motherfuckers take credit for my idea. Yeah, no, she deserves every give her second her of it. A reward. Cobra Commander, uh, she's like, uh, "Can I give you a big hug? Or can we get a big hug going here with Cobra Commander?" This was kind of funny, and it's like, no, <laughs> no, this was kind of funny. Cobra Commander thought she was going to hug him, yeah, and then she didn't, and he was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "Oh, he wanted that old lady." But you know, it's a thing where he's oh, just yeah. like, "I don't want her to hug me," and then she doesn't hug him. He's like, "Why wouldn't she hug me?" <laughs> <laughs> Which just made me happy. Uh-huh. So they just, at this point, after the commendation, after the, the accolades, they just shove Granny in a closet somewhere. Mm-hmm. And they throw her in a closet with a bunch of guns. And in disguise, Freefall wanders in. And he's just like, oh, I just took a wrong turn. Also, what's he doing there? Was he was he a captive? No, he, he disguised himself and like went back with them. Oh. And since Cobra in this world, like Cobra in the original series, lots of security. You remember, like, like in Pyramid of Darkness, they had, like, robots and voice authorization and buzzsaw hallways to prevent people from getting in the bases? Can't afford that shit now. Not anymore. Well, they're broke, apparently, according to last episode. Also, I remember, uh, I remember back, in, back in the day when disguises meant something, yes. people weren't just throwing them all on willy-nilly. It took a disguise Fair. expert. And also, they would take their clothes off before putting clothes on. <laughs> that has never been a thing in G.I. Joe. I will, I will push back on that a little bit. I still remember, I mean, even in Operation Dragonfire, but we've seen it in original mainline G.I. Joe with the guy having the helmet on but with the mask over the top of it. So he pulls the mask off to reveal he was wearing a helmet the whole time. Those are real that things that we out. have seen. That checks out. Although, can we, I gotta get a sound poll, Chan, because, just because uh, 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 Cobra Commander's entire bit about Chicago and what Cobra's gonna do to Chicago made me so happy. It was, to me, the highlight of the episode. By tomorrow, the Chicago Cubs will be renamed Cobra's Cubs. The City Fathers will proclaim the downtown loop, the Cobra Coil. Uh, these are great ideas. Look, I'm into it. I am into all this local Chicago like uh, 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 going off, I'm fine with all of it. More, more Chicago centric material, GI Joe. I'm on board, and I'm not even from Chicago. I feel like what the the opportunity was missed is to rename Chicago Chicago. Oh, okay. There's snakes. Chicago. No, I'm kind of glad they didn't do that. Now that you mention it out loud. I mean, it's a bad idea, but it's Cobra. Chicana, Chicanaconda. Shakira, Shakira. What about Chicago, bruh? Uh? No. No, Gina's right mad at me. Okay, guys, we have the floating fortress. So what was been, well, where we've been going this entire episode is the entire Cobra Temple, right? It's turned into a flying fortress. 
And Free Fall ends up getting captured by Metalhead inside the fortress, and this is where the turn starts. Because he says, uh, I've got you, you're my prisoner, and he says, no, because if you turn me into Cobra, I'll tell your grandmother. Right. This is very this is a very confusing bit right here, because if Metalhead just murders him right there, that's not an issue. At all. Yeah. So they work out a deal where he says, you allow me to continue infiltrating Cobra and ruin the plan and and stop world domination, and I won't tell Granny. But the most offensive thing is he has to come up with a, an idea on the spot for what he, what kind of Cobra soldier he calls himself, free fall in disguise, I mean. And he comes up with Saw Viper. Saw Viper. That as sounds in, realistic. As in, I assume that that was a thing. As in is he saw something. No, that sounds realistic. I would believe that there I would you believe, believe there's that there a, saw was a Saw Viper. Are they lumberjacks? What are we... No, like, what remember, would a like, like remember Buzzsaw? Wasn't that a character at some point? A buzzer was a th- real thing, and he Saw had Saw Viper agents. was released carded as part of the oh, night series yeah. 1990. Discontinued yeah. domestically in 1991. Guys, I'm mad at myself for not knowing Shut that. You. I'm mad at you for not knowing it but looking it up. I'm mad at basically the world right now. Uh, my guess is that Saw is like a, uh, yeah, he's a heavy, mach- heavy machine gunner. Okay. Uh, semi-automatic weapons. Oh, that's saw. Okay, I get that. Here's a uh, machine gun. Thing. is not a semi-automatic. Uh, nope, not going to get into this. You're talking about the Second Amendment no, now, no. Chad. What are we? <laughs> I think that they're uh, uh, they're cobras that uh, uh, you wake up in a room and they say, "Would you like to play a game?" And oh, okay. then they and then okay. they uh, do a bunch of riddles and and. And if you get them right, you're okay. But if you get them wrong, they do hideous, horrible, yeah. disfiguring things to you. Okay. And you got to like crawl through barbed wire. Yeah. And like reach into a bunch of needles. Okay. Okay. I'm on board with all yeah, of this. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what's going on in this kid's cartoon. I'm surprised that didn't make it into more episodes of this child's yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it would be more interesting at this point. I, I would be on board. <laughs> now, I just have written here, and you guys help me out here. Uh, I just have grannies on tour. Granny's doing a tour of the entire base now. Oh, oh! And I just, I just wrote. None of this makes even a slightest amount of sense. Like at, the, at a certain point, like just kick her out. But she helped them. She did, but now she's getting in the way. I mean, look, we can say that's true of all grandparents. I'm not wow. going to touch that. Nope, 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 nope. I guess the thing is, okay, if you bring like your grandmother to work with you. And she's like having like conversations, and they turn out to be like enlightened conversations with your like coworkers and bosses and what have you. Yeah, and she's full of good ideas. This would never happen. Just, I, I'm putting my grandparents in a home. Thank you. But if it did happen, it would be okay for like a, like an hour or two. But the second she starts like she like picks out her own office and starts ordering furniture for it, somebody's going to say something and stop it. Because that's essentially what Granny is doing here is she's she's working out her own place in the Cobra hierarchy now and essentially moving in and some and, and there's no control over Cobra. I can see why Cobra commanders have in trouble. There is no there is just nothing in this organization that's holding together. Yeah, it is sad to see what it's become. It is sad, Jana. That is yeah. such a true statement I about mean, so many things. She senses sensed that there was a need. Okay, and fair. she sought mm-hmm, to fill mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all would be happier if she had. We would. I mean, I guess here's the deal. I would have wanted it. If yes. she stayed there, she could have spruced it up a little. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah. Um, and then we get to our final battle. Like, we get Act 3 right now that just starts. And we are told right away, Chicago could fall to a flying Cobra Temple Fortress. What exactly does that look like? Because Cobra, in this situation, in this battle plan, if I was to just work it out, Cobra doesn't want to, like, disintegrate Chicago. Because there's resources, there's like a reason to be there, there's a populace. There's Chicago-style pizza. There's Chicago-style pizza you wouldn't want to wipe out, Gina. Sorry, Chicago-style pizza. Uh, Chicanaconda-style pizza. <laughs> I'm on board. What would Cobra-style pizza look like? Uh, I feel like it would be um, pizza that has been eaten but then immediately regurgitated, <laughs> like like uh, John Voight in the movie Anaconda. I'm a big fan of that scene of that movie. Yeah. Yes, it would yeah. be a large and elaborate thing that yeah. looks like it took hours to make, uh, and then as soon as you get near it, it just explodes. Uh, you know what? <laughs> just I, collapses in on itself. Somehow, both of you totally correct. 
both appropriate definitions. Uh, we have a big old battle, and I just wrote here in the middle of this battle. I just wrote, I am not following what is happening whatsoever. I, I don't know what's I, happening anymore. A good fight scene, a good battle scene, like heightens. You see, like what, like uh, 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 things people in the battle are trying to accomplish. There's a clear end to it, there, and just none of it happens. It's just stuff. I thought it was me. I thought I zoned out. Yeah, I, I thought was, I zoned out. No, I was wow. just like, I guys, don't, I couldn't follow I don't know it. What's okay. Going on. And I'm trying to really hard. <laughs> um, and the Flying Fortress, the net result is Flying Fortress is too strong. And uh, uh, Granny at this point gets very, very suspicious. And she says, like, I don't think G.I. Joe's the bad guys. The, bad, the good guys wouldn't bring a Flying Fortress to Chicago and start shooting people. And I think that's, that's debatable. Mm. Yeah. yeah. That's very debatable. Uh, 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 Pathfinder gets a little bit too happy. And we end up with some metalhead in, interior missile misfires, which is just like... W- don't you make him disarm when you get inside the temple? Because it feels like he does this nearly every other episode. Uh, at which point, Granny does her full face turn. It turns out she's anti-fa. She's anti-fascist mm-hmm, uh, because mm-hmm. she was part of it. She ends up uh, 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 dropping the flying fortress. She's responsible for its demise. Everybody escapes. It needs to escape. Granny hits the road. End of end of episode. We really don't get any. No, no. She she inquires about uh, uh, employment opportunities. Okay, at, fair enough. At, at GI Joe. GI Joe. Which I, again, I would love it if that happened. Just I knew I. And here's the deal. I feel like. And by the way, who's in charge of GI Joe? You seem like good fellows, but I have a few ideas about tactics I'd like to share with your commander. Take her up on yeah, that. Do it. Yeah, do it. Totally. Yeah, ignore her at your peril. Yeah, yeah, like she already beat you guys. What more do you want? Like she, they need to bring her in to do a seminar. Well, they could also bring her in to arrest her for helping Cobra, a terrorist organization. No, she they known need better. to. They need to bring her in. I bet they've got better rations than the broke Cobra people do, so she could make some actual soup. I think that she's like one of those ISIS brides who left uh, America to go fight for ISIS against America overseas, and but now, now is she just has like buyer's remorse. Yeah, and she's just like. Oh, it turns out those people are terrible. I didn't know. Yeah, and, then, not, and then it's like, and then it's like uh, you live with your stupidity for the rest of your life. Stupid. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. You know what? It's the one thing this organ is this 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 presidential organization is doing. I could get a little bit on board with. I think if you once you denounce America and go fight for literal terrorists who have been known for decades as actual literal terrorists. In my mind, you don't get a free pass to come back and just high five all good. Well, we all make mistakes, kid. Yeah, you're allowed to come back, but you can only eat Chicago style pizza for the rest oh, of your that's life. That's not a punishment. That's a that's a reward. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe we're getting too political. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't this it really I don't care for people. So you're who saying would do that. Granny needs to be locked up. Lock I just her think she up. needs some punishment. Lock her up. Lock her up. No, uh, bring her to G.I. Joe, give her free reign of the place. She'll spruce it up. Okay, fair enough. It's like a white. It's like a hacker where they bring you in to run the security for the firm. Is that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, exactly. You've seen the flaws in GI Joe's plans. Exactly. Okay. You know what? That's okay then. If we're seeing it like that, then I'm totally back on board. Again. Here's how to defend yourself from grain-based attacks. <laughs> yeah, which they were not ready for. For nope. the record, they weren't ready for that. They weren't ready for milk. Mm-mm. They were not ready for cows in general. <laughs> yeah. Anything every, bovine. Every every uh, major food group they were not ready for. And uh, my last note on this episode, WTF, that pretty much wraps it up because I, I I had a hard time following the logic of this episode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel like I maybe like an eight-year-old sees it and he's just like, oh, you know, like when your parents don't want to know something. So every single other person in the entire world who has no reason to help you helps you keep that secret. Yeah. Are we talking about the Michael Jackson documentary again? We are. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Gina, do you have any thoughts on the Michael Jackson documentary? Oh my wanna... god, it's giving me such anxiety. <laughs> I'm watching it with a lot of anxiety. I mean, that's, here's the uh, I think that's the intention. Yeah. I hope, here's a, if you're watching it, being like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is how I relax. <laughs> that's a problem. Yeah. That is, you might want to see some therapy. I'm I'm go just home, saying. smoke a little weed, make some baby noodles, and, <laughs> and, watch, and watch the Michael Jackson four-hour <laughs> tell-all about his victims. That is a chicken and broccoli Alfredo. How <laughs> you know, you? you know, a night for me. <laughs> uh, I, will, I, I will say that there, uh, going on? there are a lot of elements about this that I liked. I feel like the the few tweaks they could have made to make it really interesting were probably deliberately avoided because they're idiots. Uh, what well, <laughs> like the mandate is to to pitch it at at children, yeah. like dumb children, and they didn't want to. Uh, m- 
like they deliberately made it uninteresting. I would say for the third episode in a row of the three that we've watched, there is a good episode in here somewhere. There is something interesting. There is good character work. There is like developing your world building. All of that stuff is here, and they just choose not to to do the things to make it happen. I, I think that's why. I hated it more than I would have because I saw the potential. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. The the idea of this granny character coming in, sprucing up Cobra, suddenly realizing, oh, no, it's like that episode of the Venture Brothers. You guys know what I'm talking about? No. Where, uh, 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 okay, well, Rusty Venture the entire time is uh, uh, getting uh, 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 mentored by a guy who had mentored his uh, villains. And, and he's just like, he's kind of in a down place. He wants to get himself back. And then by the end of it, he's like achieving things. He's doing well. He's making money. He's getting the organization. And at the very, like, act three, he goes, oh, no, you're turning me into a supervillain. Oh. And it's a really excellent, excellent episode because he ends up giving up that. He goes, I, I gave it all away because that's just not who I am, mm-hmm. even though I was mm-hmm. tempted by the power of it. And, and if you were to take that kind of an arc and that kind of a story through to the granny episode of G.I. Joe, there is some real cool stuff you could have done here. And instead, they they hit her in a closet for half the episode. I'm just saying, if it turned out she was a ghost this whole time. A different episode, but still quality. If she died at the end of World War II. Oh, my God. It's like a Jacob Slatter scenario. <laughs> she's, she's a World War II ghost. World War II. You're just into World War II ghosts. Is what I, I mean, I just want something out of the ordinary for these episodes. Boy, have I got a thing. I want a get clowny games master putting them through some stuff. I love I that want, episode. I want ghosts that you have to find their doubloons buried. Was that? I feel like that I was feel that's somewhere. A, you're, you're, you're halfway right. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I want, uh, you know, the episode where uh, a bunch of misfit kids find a pirate ship with a lot of gold and stuff on it. I feel like that was a season one episode. I can't and, dispute it. And yeah, and Mama Fratelli gets the gets all the all the little kids in GI Joe into it. I, I would just say like we haven't had had one orphanage yet. Can I? Let's give me a good <laughs> orphanage episode, everybody. True. It feels like every third episode of GI Joe season two was an orphanage episode. That's true. Happened a lot. Chen, uh, what were your feelings on uh, Granny Dearest? I just told you, man. But I just, can you expound on it? He expunged it from his CTE brain. Oh, God damn it. It's going to be the rest of our time here. Uh, Gina, this will be you too in a a little bit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just all missed opportunities. Uh, I do feel like I enjoy the character of Metalhead more now. I do too. Uh, Yeah, layered him a little bit and like, okay, yeah, I I, I get this. Um, I get get your deal. I feel like you say that to people on the street. <laughs> so you're just saying like you're like at a bus stop with somebody and then they come over and they're wearing like spiked hair and a leather jacket. You just turn you're like, yeah, I get I get it. I see what you're doing there. Yes, that's Chad? fine. What am I doing there? What? No, that's me talking. Oh, to the oh I thought you're talking. To me. I was. See, that's how real it was. I believed you. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I see what you're doing there. Sitting in that chair in my apartment. <laughs> I mean, canis. I mean, to be fair, height of fashion, this guy. Clearly, I've got an image I'm trying to uphold, and that image is I'm a slob. I mean, I'm just saying, if we had this live streaming, I think we would all spruce up a little bit. I don't think that I would. (laughs) Uh, Gina, this is peak me, and I'm sorry to tell you, it only goes down from here. I am getting fatter. This mushroom head shirt is one of the last pieces of things that I have. Uh, That's a terrifying shirt, just for the record. I don't know what mushroom head is. but Either. it looks terrible. It's I feel a scary, like it's a slightly healthier version of Pumpkinhead. It's like a gimpy clown dude. I'm confused. He's wearing a, like a like an aviator jacket. Uh, it's a it's a fine band from the Midwest. Uh, it seem they seem delightful. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's it for this episode. Granny Dearest, Series 2. And we got a two-parter G.I. Joe episode coming up next, guys. Uh-oh. Uh, it might not be next week, but it's coming up soon. Can this writing hold up over the span of two episodes? Uh, it, if it can't hold up one. Yeah, yeah. If, if it can't hold question. up for 30 seconds. Shipwreck better be in it. There better I, be some, some classic naked-shirted men. I feel like you're going to be disappointed, Gina. I mean... <laughs> Maybe there's naked shirted man. They got two episodes to figure they it do. out. They do. I just like what they've had a hard time. Yeah, they've had a hard time like honing in some good ideas in one episode. What big idea that's so titanic that they needed two episodes to tell the story are we going to get from from this? I don't know, but I'm excited to find out. <laughs> Probably more than 
the rest of us. But I am excited to find out. And we, you're going to step on social media. I'm just going to keep plugging away. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Also at G.I. Joe podcast on Twitter and our Instagram because we haven't I still haven't posted there in like six months. But knowing is half the podcast is on Instagram. Did he just say Instagram? <laughs> I think he did. did I but say also Instagram? you take pictures. You took pictures of the Oreos. You oh, take, I should put you that on Instagram. You take pictures all the time. Put that shit on Instagram. I should probably do that. Yeah. Guys, I don't, my brain just doesn't go to Instagram. You can take a picture of the graphic novel cover and put that uh, on Instagram. Gina, talk about your, your thing again. Get the people excited. Let's sell some merch. I have a graphic novel coming up. Gina wrote a comic book, you guys. Got, and there's a copy got, of it right got, here. It, it actually does have shirtless men in it. Thank you. And more than that. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to uh, tell you uh, what There's more. a character that shoots off her titties. That's one of her uh, her defenses. Can you can you give us like the thirty second spiel for the people at home? Uh, Get them fired up to buy it. It's uh it's an adult version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles meets Sex in the City. A Love it. Group of uh so struggling... adult mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, or at least like NC seventeen turtles. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, and they... I've seen that porn. <laughs> We've Should all seen you that. You've porn. shown us that. Posted on Ray's wall. <laughs> no. Tag Melissa's <laughs> wrong with you. Uh, a group of uh, struggling models get lured to the highest catwalk in the world and pushed into a vat of radioactive furs, turning them into half-model, half-mutant freaks Yeah, who now want to find out who did this to them and uh, go around the city fighting crime. And So if you uh, go on Amazon, look for Babe Squad, which is the name of the book, yep. uh, by Gene Ippolito and Haley Mancini. You can uh, do your pre-order right now. It, guys, it's, it's like, what, 12 bucks? Buy it. Look buy it up Gina's by stuff. Ippolito and Mancini because... The way it's uh, uh, entered into uh, Amazon, like if you type Bay B A B E, it won't find it. And I think if you type B period A period B period, it doesn't find it. It's kind of hard to. Yeah, I tried doing that. And I was it took me a while. But if you like, type in Bay Squad, I know Gina Ippolito, you'll get it. Or uh, go to Gina's Twitter. She posted a link, and I assume has it pinned to her profile. I don't have it pinned. Why Jesus do you not Christ, have it pinned? Gina, Gina am, I, am I your publicity marketing department? I feel like I probably got an interesting tweet about cereal or something that I pinned up there a while ago and didn't want to get rid of. Hey, guys. Kicks. <laughs> that's a thing. Pinned. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll try and remember to pin it. Maybe that's a good idea, Gina. You're trying to sell things. I'll try to remember to do it. <laughs> I hate that I'm I'm the brightest retail I mean, mind like, you know. It's in my it's in my Instagram also some somewhere oh, somewhere. Right, we'll, we'll work, we'll, she's so happy about that. <laughs> we'll work with that. Anyways, uh, guys, you have any shows coming up? You guys want to pitch uh, stuff coming up this weekend? Gina, you have a show on sa- this Saturday when people will be hearing this on Friday. Oh yeah, Sketch Cram. I direct a once a month show at UCB called Sketch Cram. An entire sketch show put up in one day. It goes up at midnight at UCB Franklin, which is the good UCB, not the Whoa, crap UCB. Oh, hot takes wow. abound. I mean, everyone knows that. That's like me saying, like, hey, sometimes poop smells, right? Whoa, does it? I don't know. I push back on that. (laughs) You shouldn't push back. It's bad for your colon. It's it's not healthy. I know. Uh, Chan, anything you want to plug coming up? Eh. All right. Well, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to plug the other show that I'm now doing, the Who Would Win uh, show, which is a a podcast, soon to be a video show. A lot of good stuff happening with that. Every single week, we ignore what's happening in the world, and we pick two fictional characters from the worlds of science fiction, comic books, television, movies, etc., video games. And we have see we debate and argue who would win in a fight between the two in a totally random encounter. And you can look it up. It's the Who Would Win show. You can go to my Twitter at Almighty Ray, and you can find some pinned stuff on my profile with links to the shows. Yeah, do that because when I search for Who Would Win podcast, there's like seven different shows that try to use that. <laughs> All call the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to be fair, I think mine's the third one that shops shows up. I mean, if you keep looking, you'll find it eventually. That's that's the important. Is your name in the information yet? Because um, I actually had to dig. Yeah, to I don't. Find I don't know. We're still, I, guys. I just joined the show like three weeks ago, so this is still a pretty new thing. So uh, all of my information is not up and everything. But if you go to my website, you know me. It's at Almighty Ray. You can go there. I, I unlike Gina, I have it pinned to my profile, so you can easily find it because you should. You should want to listen. It's a fun show, and I think you will enjoy it. That is what I am saying. I uh, had no idea that you had a uh, website. I assumed it, it was no. Uh, I assumed it, it was mrray.com. Well, mrray is of course my men's rights uh, 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 alter ego, uh, who has a very informative site. You can go to mrray.com and uh, book me as a children's performer. Also, 
I am looking at almightyray.com. It's a bad website from over 10 years ago, guys. Uh, yeah, A, you don't have anything pinned. Uh, no, no, almightyray.com is an, is an post abomination of old writing. was from February 5th, 2012. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Uh, it's been I'm a hot minute. very excited to go look into this and see what you wrote. Uh, I got a lot of movies. Uh, you know what? One of the things, if you look at the one feature, it's a kid's show roundup. And uh, uh, I used to write about watching kids' shows when I was drunk and then recapping them. Sound familiar, anybody? <laughs> Weird how life works out. So anyway, that is the thing. That is the show. Uh, you can go to almightyray.com if you would like to. I want to read some of my old Poetry Slam stuff, some sketches I wrote. But you were the one that brought it up. I didn't even know it existed. I was now talking about I my do. Twitter profile, but you happened to type that in, and you found my website. <laughs> I did not bring up the old website, Chan. Look, you said .com. Let me just I say right it. now. Let me say now, I'm a different person now than I was back then. I don't oh, honestly. Oh boy! I haven't looked at that Ooh. website in a long time. That is from darker days of. Rain. Oh, I am. Chan, so in fact, excited. forget you've ever seen it. Don't look. I'm in trouble, guys. I got to get home I'm and post delete this some stuff. Your wife's. She knows I had a site. Uh, it was a blog. Okay. Anyway, guys, I'm getting out of here before I get in more trouble. Uh, you're gonna step. Uh, uh, I am at Almighty Ray. Chan is at 999 RPMs. Gina is at Gina Ippy, and she is handing me the shirtless men uh, part of her book. For, for proof. There are shirtless there men are here. There are lots of shirtless men. Don't see any wangs, but that's okay. They're in there they're, somewhere. They're in there somewhere. Here's the deal, guys. Babe Squad. You should totally go pre-order it. Uh, I think it was. Re- it's a really. it looks amazing. Can I say right now? The artwork looks great. You know Gina can write. Um, Thank you. By now. Uh, I mean, what, what's your problem otherwise? Uh, so, yeah, check it out. Uh, uh, and, yeah, in, invest in Gina's comic book. And really, let's uh, let's get her um, on the t- New York Times top 10 bestseller <laughs> list. Oh, man. A lot of pressure, you guys. They got to get out and do it. It's know. no. I don't know if this is going to be the thing that does it. It's no It Takes a Village by Hillary Clinton, but I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> Did you ever put up this shark Jesus sketch? I will tell you off air. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. the host of breakfast with brent pope you've seen me on some of your favorite tv shows saying things like give it up jimmy you gotta sink this putt to win or i wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics on breakfast with brent pope i sit down with guests from the entertainment world working actors comedians writers stunt people you get it and we do it all over breakfast or should i say breakfast every week is a new episode of breakfast and here's what you get Inside Hollywood info, like, how cool is it to act with Ed O'Neill? Spoiler alert, it's really cool. And what the heck is a gaffer? You get great breakfast wrecks and foodie debates like, when should you go hash browns and when do you go home fries? I know the answer to that. Trust me, my pancake posse, my bacon brigade. Listen up, because breakfast is the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in, it's breakfast time. Breakfast with Brent Pope, available at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found.